guys doing? Good, good. All right. So uh, just to, to let you guys know why we're, we try and kind of change things up is because uh, at the end of this message, we are just going to have a time of prayer. Um, I just believe in the power of prayer, and, and I'm about to beatbox right now. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, I just believe in the power of prayer, and I just, I just believe God is going to move uh, in a big way. He already moved in first service. We've we just seen a lot of people just break and, and just come, come to the altars to pray. And so I just want to set that up so you can raise up the level of faith that you have and raise up the level of expectancy that you, you, you have. So with that said, we are going to just jump in into God's Word in James. How many of you guys have been enjoying this series? It's been a, a difficult one because it challenges you, right? It exposes your weaknesses, but at the same time it challenges you to be a better Christian, to, to mature in your walk. And, and we discuss topics such as faith. Faith without works is dead. And, and also talked about, um, like Thomas said, about the, the power of the tongue. That, that what are we speaking? Is it pollution or life? We, we talked about not, being, not just being hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And Joe spoke last Sunday about uh, being friends of God and unfriending and, and unfollowing the world and, instead of friending God and following God. And so today I, I, I got the, the privilege to talk to you about a topic that maybe doesn't, isn't the prettiest topic. It isn't a topic that we discuss much because, you know what, it, it, it brings a lot of negative thoughts. And that topic is suffering. And, and nobody wants to talk about suffering, right? Nobody. But it's evident in our world. It's evident in our lives. That we, we see suffering throughout e everywhere. I mean, we, we know of, of people who are suffering today. And suffering may look different for you and may look different for me. It comes in different sizes and shapes and forms, right? For some of us, we're, we suffered a loss of a loved one. They left too soon. We, we, we've lost a father, a mother, or dare I say, a child. Suffering. We, we, we've gone, we, we suffered, some of us, a loss of a job. Companies are downsizing and... Now I'm left without a job. I know that for a fact, how, how hard it is, especially for a man. See my dad do work for 25 years. His career was cut short. And him having to provide for his family, I, I saw how hard and difficult that was for him. And even for myself, when I moved to Hawaii, not being able to find a job for a year. I mean, that, that messes with your manhood, right? Or how about some of us who, who suffered a divorce? Now we feel like we, we have a cloud over our head and, and we're damaged goods, not good enough for someone else and not good enough for God. How about those of us who, 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 who suffered with sicknesses? You might know someone, you, you, you might be someone. I mean, cancer sucks. Excuse me. I want to I punch cancer in the face. It's taken too many lives. It's hurt too many people. I've, exp I've, I've, I've experienced family members and friends who, who are battling, who've lost battles due to cancer. Suffering is all around us. 
And, and suffering might look different from, for you and for me. I have a three-month-old, Ethan, and he's a funny little guy. He's a chubby dude, too. And he loves to eat. He eats passionately, just like his dad. All right, if you would invite me out to eat today, I don't talk at the table. All right, I'm just stuffing myself with food. There ain't no time to talk. All I'll say is, mmm, give me some more. All right, Ethan is kind of like the same way. He's passionate about food. We introduce him to the bottle and, and, um, that, that boy, you, you put the bottle in, and he's just eating ferociously. I don't even know if that's a word, but he's so fast, he's just downing that thing like, ooh, milk wasted. And, and he just goes on and goes on, and too fast, and everything starts dripping all over his, his face and into his double chin and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, I got to clean that. And so I take the bottle out, and as soon as you take that bottle away from him, that boy screams like if someone's hurting him. Like screams like he's, he's been suffering for years. But you put that bottle back in and he's all smiles. Everything's good. So suffering comes in different sizes and shapes and forms. And, and, it, and it affects each and every one of us differently. But the fact of the matter is this, that suffering comes in three phases. Number one is this, that you have suffered in the past. That some of you here today have gone through some junk, have gone through some things in your past that you have suffered with. And number two is this, you will suffer. You will suffer. And I'm not speaking this into your life, no. I'm not not cursing you, no. But just know this, that you will suffer. You will go through some problems. You will go through some issues. I didn't know anything about bills until I had to pay my first phone bill. That was hard, man. Suffering. And the third thing is this. You're suffering right now. At this very moment, at this very present time, you're suffering. With what? I don't know. Only you do. Whether it's something in the home, at work, in your body, You're going through something right now. So either you've gone through some stuff, you're going to go through some stuff, or right now at this time, you're suffering. Those are the three phases of suffering. And we're going to look into James chapter 5. The title of my sermon today is this, Patience in Suffering Produces Power in Suffering. Patience in suffering produces power in suffering. And here we're going to go, chapter 5, James, verse 7. Be patient. Let's stop right there. Be patient. How many folks here are patient people? Raise your hand. All right, we got some in the back. Man, no one is patient. So I'll try to hurry up so you guys won't get bored. (laughs) But patient people. I consider myself a, a patient person. There's only a few things that I get impatient with, and it's mainly lines. Going to Disneyland is a horror for me, all right? Waiting in those lines for just a one-minute ride or a 30-second ride is crazy, insane. Uh, how about lines in, um, when you go to Safeway or Foodland, 
I mean, I, I stay away from Walmart and Costco. Um, for those of us who drive to town for work, if I would have to drive to town to work, I would lose my salvation. Seriously. <laughs> All right. Me and my wife, when we go to Safeway, I mean, we, we got a game plan, man. I got her up to speed. We are dodging and weaving people, jumping over folks. I mean, my little three-month-old, Ethan, he's just enjoying the cruise. And we know, where, we know what to get. We know where to go. We know which lines are shorter. And how about the men here in this house? I, I don't know if it's just all men or maybe just me. But, but how about when you come back from grocery shopping, right? You got 20 bags in your trunk. You are not going to go take five trips to get those 20 bags, right? A man is going to get all those bags at one time. No matter if you're walking crooked, bags are ripping, you are going to do this. You are, you, you are focused. I'm going to do this. 20 bags in my hand, I'm going to do it. No need, no help, woman. Come on. I could do it. Right? Impatient. But the Bible tells us, be patient, folks. Webster defines patient as able or willing to bear Bearing plans or trials calmly without complaints. Are you patient people? Of course not. No. All right. James chapter 5. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. And I love how just he put that little picture for us to see, for us to imagine, of a farmer uh, waiting for his crop to grow. And I think in our spiritual lives, that's an illustration for us, that's an example for us, that you know what? If you are not growing, you're dying, spiritually. That if you're not putting anything, any seeds inside of you, spiritually, like reading your word, you're not growing, you're dying. And, and this church, Croc Center Church, we're trying to do our best to get you into ways to grow. Ohana groups, those are ways for you to grow. Bible studies, those are ways for you to grow. Coming to church today, these are ways for you to grow. But you know, there's more ways for you to grow. Take that time, devote yourself to the Word. If you're not growing, you're dying. Find ways to grow. Verse 8, you too be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Verse 10, brothers and sisters, as an example of patience. We're just going to park here a little bit. That word in, in Greek, patience, is makrothumia. Don't worry, I'm not that smart. Makrothumia. All right, and it means endurance, steadfastness, perseverance. Endurance, steadfastness, perseverance. And what I love about these words, these are all words of action. That these are words that take an effort. So for you and me to be patient, we have to endure. We have to persevere. We have to put in some effort, some action. Lately, uh, we've been using props, and I didn't have any good props, just these chairs, right? But I'm going to use these chairs to illustrate something for you and for me. 
And these chairs represent people who are suffering. Maybe these chairs will represent you who are suffering, who have suffered or will suffer. And this first chair represents someone, an individual, who suffers and gives up, who suffers and quits. This chair, the individual, it is, is at the end of his rope, only got $100 in his bank account, and rent is due. This is the person who just gives up everything, that it's too hard to try. It's too hard to trust God. I, I, I can't see the, the end. I can't see the end result right now. That my suffering is, is too overwhelming, it's too big. That this individual who sits here seems or feels like he or she can't do anything about their suffering, about their pains, about their trials or their, their problems. And this individual sits here comfortably because suffering and pain has overtaken their life. And if this is you here, there's hope. Don't worry. God hasn't discounted you for giving up or quitting through your suffering. And then we got this person here. This individual is suffering. But this is the person who suffers and perseveres. This is the person who, who's going through some junk right now in life, who's having hard times, who, who's, who's eating beans, rice, who, who, who's going through some difficult things, but yet they trust in God, yet they believe in God's word, yet they are waiting upon for a miracle. This is the person who's suffering and suffering well, suffering and persevering. This is the individual who, who said, you know what, I may be knocked down five times, six times, but I'm going to get back up. Suffering, but persevering. And if this is you, this is a great place to be. Not just because you're winning, no, but because you have something that someone else needs, that someone else wants. I've heard it said that this, that, that God can take your mess and turn it into a message. That God can take your test and turn it into a testimony. That God can take all your problems, your trials, your suffering, and turn it into an example for the individuals who are sitting in there. Perseverance, endurance, steadfastness. If you find yourself here, It's time to act and rise up and move and sit over here where you suffer. You don't give up, but you suffer and persevere. Which chair are you sitting on? If you're here, there's still hope. If you're here, you got a job to do. You're a testimony for someone else. Number 10, brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. Number 11, as you know, we count as blessed those who have persevered. You have heard of Job's perseverance and have seen what the Lord finally brought about. The Lord is full of compassion and mercy. Listen, when I was a kid growing up, I, I didn't read that many books. 
The only books I read were books with pictures, all right? Those are the best books. But if the dictionary had pictures and you looked up the word suffering, there should be a picture of Job. And for those of you who know the story, that's great. For those of you who don't, I'm just going to try to quickly give you the, a glimpse of his story. Job was a believer. Job had health. Job had wealth. He had a family, kids, wife. He had business. He had a home. He had it all. He was living the life, the life that some of us envy. And then there comes a time where, where Satan goes up to God and he has to ask permission. And Satan tells him, hey, God, the only reason why Job is serving you, the only reason why Job is worshiping you is because all these materialistic things that he has. So God gives the order, all right, you can touch all the materialistic stuff, but don't touch his soul. Don't touch his life. So Satan goes ahead and does just exactly that. His children die. His cattle, his, his livestock, his livelihood goes down the drain. His wife goes against them. And, and everything seems to go from bad to worse. And then it just gets worser. Now he, he's dealing with health issues. Job's life goes from, from being on top to being on the bottom of the totem pole. Just like that. But he suffered well. He didn't listen to what his wife was telling him when she was telling him, curse God. He, he wasn't listening to his friends when they were telling him, give up. But instead, he trusted God. He believed in God. He, he knew God would remain faithful throughout every circumstance. And because of that, God was compassionate and merciful to him. And he gave him back children, uh, livestock, health. He gave him back everything that Satan took. Today, suffer, but suffer well. You know, we all go through some stuff. We all are going through some stuff. But why not suffer well? What do you mean? You have no problem, Santos. The only problem you have is a pimple. All right, no. I'm young, yes. But I've gone through some stuff. I've been through some junk. And you too, no matter how young you are or old you are, don't let your suffering go to waste. You are that testimony. You are that example. You are that person of light for the individual who's suffering today. Today, we're going to take some time to pray. We're going to take some time to pray because I believe in prayer and because I believe that God wants to do something miraculous in your life. See, we come here as Christians wearing our Sunday best with our aloha shirt on, smile from ear to ear. And the question you probably get 
asked a lot here is, hey, how are you doing? And the answer we hear repeatedly is, hey, I'm doing fine. How about you? See, we receive a lot of prayer requests in this church. And we know that our church is hurting. We know that people are going through some stuff here today. And the essence of church is family. And if you're suffering, we're all suffering. That if you're hurting, we're all hurting. That what affects you affects this whole body. And so I get asked that question, how are you doing, Santos? Especially by Joe. And I always tell him, oh, I'm doing fine. But if I were to be honest with him, or be, be honest with you all, be transparent with you all, maybe my answer would be just a little bit different. That if I would get honest, then you know what? I would have to say, you know what? It's not going that well. See, my, my, my little boy, he, I think he caught a cold or something. He's coughing this weird cough. Sounds like a barking dog. And last Sunday, my father went to the ER. And he gets results on Monday to see if he needs surgery. So if I were to be really honest, blatantly honest, then I would have to say, you know what, I'm not doing that well, man. See, this is going on. My little boy is sick. My dad might have to have surgery. And I don't know what that means. That if we were all to be honest, that maybe some of us here need to be honest and, and say, you know what, I need help. I need prayer. And as I was preparing this message, I, I felt God was telling me, hey, we need to pray for these certain areas. And I'm going to have Arlene. She's going to be here in this area. And she's going to pray for healing. And I know that, that that might spook people out or something like that, but you know what? I believe God can perform miracles. Whether it's you that need physical healing right now or, or it's someone you know of, come and pray with Arlene. She'll be praying for healing. And believe it, like I said, hey, raise up your level of faith. She'll be praying for healing. Then we have Yvonne. She's going to be right here. And Yvonne's going to be praying for the family. And specifically unity in the family. Because I believe that, 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 that Satan is trying to manipulate the family. And break down the family. But we stay as a unit together. A family that prays together stays together. For unity in your family, in your household. For those of you who probably have children that, that, man, they don't want to serve God, come and step in for them. This is your home. This is your family. How much are you willing to fight for them? Rick's going to be right here. And I felt this heavy on my heart. And Rick's going to pray for the men in this, in this church. Look, just because you have something in between your legs doesn't make you a man. You're a boy. What makes you a man 
is your, is your willingness to provide? Is your willingness to be honest and transparent? Is your willingness to come to, to, to the throne of God and just be vulnerable? So he's going to be praying for the men of this house. And men, let me tell you this, you are all influential people. No matter how old you are or young you are, you are influential in your homes, you are influential in this church, you are influential in your workplace. Man up. Rise up. And Thomas is going to be right here, and, and Thomas is going to pray for those of you who, you know what, want to accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. For those of you who's, who, who are going to be honest and say, you know what, I, I accepted Jesus a long time ago, but I haven't been walking right. And I want to come back to a living relationship with God. And you know what, maybe some of you have to stand in the gap for a brother, a sister, an auntie, an uncle, that they need to know who Jesus is. So you come up here and let him pray for you. And we're going to have leaders also around praying. And I felt God telling me that these are the areas that we need to pray for. And why? Because this, the ending of this book, the ending of James chapter 5, the last chapter in James says this, get ready. It says this, is anyone among you in trouble? Let them pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise. Is anyone among you sick? Let them call the elders of the church to pray over them and anoint them with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. Amen. The Lord will raise them up. If they have sinned, they will be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. I'm going to ask those leaders to come up right now. Hey, I'm just doing what the Word of God says to do. And that's just simply pray. It isn't nothing fancy. It's just straight up pure prayer. And today, if you need prayer, healing, your family, the man of God, salvation, or anything else, please do yourself a favor and come get prayer. You suffer too much. You suffer too long. Suffer well. Don't let your suffering go to waste right now. This church is willing, is wanting to pray today for you. So no matter what people are saying or, or who you think is going to be looking at you, hey, this is for you. This isn't for anyone else. So at your time, you come up and pray. You come up and see God move like the Bible says. You come up in whatever God's calling you. Pure prayer.
I, I just want to say this that through your suffering you have one thing that the world doesn't that's Jesus and Jesus represents hope so you and I we have hope and let this be a scripture for you for today for tomorrow for the rest of your life Isaiah 40 31 says this but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength they will soar on wings like eagles they will run and not grow weary they will walk and not be faint church you have hope you have renewed strength you will soar like wings of eagles you will run and not grow weary walk and not be faint